welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Iron, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson and Donnie D.P. Peters. Mo is still fending off dog packs in boar, but he has sent us our card. He has sent his pick via a short audio file that I will play later in the show. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're getting weird. It's getting weird on Gridiron Gamble this week because we are an atrocious 16-23-1 in the Las Vegas Super Contest. And in order for us to make any headway, in order for us to even sniff the cash, let alone the top prize... We got to throw out some contrarian plays. And looking at this week's card, we are going to see a lot of uh, 20s next to our picks in terms of consensus ranking come Saturday morning when the picks get released. Getting weird. Brett, I know you, the contrarian, you, the DraftKings GPP player, always looking to be alone on an island. You can appreciate how weird this card is going to be. Yes, absolutely. It's a little earlier than I would have liked to get weird, but we really have no choice at this point, right? Yeah, when you're 41% uh, after half the season, (laughs) it's time to get funky. I don't think anybody got funkier than Donnie, but Donnie got funky in some spots, but then stayed standard in others. Generally, entering this week, what was your... I'll ask both of you, what was your process, DP? Did you get totally weird, but... Did you make sure that you could justify it? What was your thought process here for week nine? Try to balance out my uh, my funkiness, I guess you want to say that. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of spots where I tried to pick, thinking first and foremost how I think we, or what I think will move us up the leaderboard the most. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I have my reasons for everything. Even if you think some things are are more standard, uh, you know, along the lines of what I've been doing all year. Um, I might disagree, uh, or maybe they are a little bit, and maybe I'm just totally not uh, disagreeing. But I, th- I think that I tried to pick, at least in my mind, as, as best I could to get us to move up the leaderboard should we hit these picks, you know, if they do fall on the card. Same to you, Brett. Did you choose the games, make the process in actually choosing a side the same, and then rank them differently, or did you choose them differently this week? Well, my process is always driven by game theory anyway, so I didn't do anything different this week. In fact, I feel like I went a little more square with my top play, which I hated doing, and we'll get into that, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I tend to try to find one of those teams that's going to be, you know, in the, what, 15% selected in the contest, and we (laughs) there are definitely some, uh, some of those plays this week. And I, I imagine we probably have some of them on the card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I did my picks, when I picked who I thought would cover, I, I went through that process as I always did. Where I got weird was in ranking the teams. The, well, there's one game where I, I threw the entire process out the window. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a bit. Every week we start with split games where there are two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other. And it's a shame that Mo is not here because we have four, <laughs> four split games on the docket this week. And uh, 
I guess this is just a weird show because it's three of us. I don't want to spoil anything, but I guess I, I kind of have to. One of them, two of the split games are top picks for <laughs> for our hosts. Two of the, one of the other one is a number two pick for one of our hosts, and the, the other is down towards the middle for everybody. So let's start with Brett. His selection is a split game, and mainly because I think I've made a mistake here. I, th- I think the more I think about this game, the more I am agreeing with the other two hosts on the other side. So, Brett, I'll let you tee it off. You got the first pick this week anyway. Tee us off with your selection, and then we'll get into why it is a split contest. Yeah, this one I struggled with a little bit because, I mean, even though it is, to me, the best spot of the week, I'm a little nervous that it's going to be popular in the contest. I've got the Cowboys plus one against the Chiefs at home. The line's already moved to Dallas minus one on Pinnacle, so as of right now, we're getting two free points in line value. I think I, I don't really know what to expect as far as ownership in the super contest with this one because you got Dallas coming off that big win against the Redskins. But a Zeke suspension might scare some people off. Uh, I love this spot for Dallas, though. We talked about Dak yesterday on the DFS pod. I see the Cowboys winning a shootout in this game. The Chiefs secondary is a mess. We don't even know who's going to be on the field after Terrence Mitchell and uh, and Gaines were both uh, benched last week. Never a good sign when your leading solo tackler is a cornerback. The Chiefs secondary is just terrible. So uh, I think Prescott should be able to pick this unit apart, plus the Chiefs coming off a short week. They've got injuries on the defensive line. Uh, I like this Dallas side too much to move it down my card just because there's a chance it could be a popular play. Yeah, that was my biggest fear with Dallas, and the reason why I selected the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are just a better team on both sides of the ball as well. But, man, the more the more I think about it, it it's Mo's theory of NBA almost creeping in. We finally have concrete Zeke news that he's not going to be there. So it's one of those everybody has to rally, especially on that offensive front. We got to work a little harder, make sure the running lanes are a little more open for Morris and McFadden, and Dak has to be a little more precise with every one of his passes and think a little bit more. So I, the, the more I think about this game, I think the more I favor Dallas for that reason. Uh, but regardless, I had this low because I, I couldn't get a read on what the other contestants in the Super Contest are going to do. So I didn't want to make a heavy decision either way. Yeah, 60% betting uh, the Chiefs, according to Sports Insights. But I think this is a game that a lot of people are going to want to pick because it is one of the marquee games of the week. So I think Dallas could could definitely be a top five selection this week. And that that really is not okay with me, but I just love this side so much. And we've seen Kansas City be a top 10 consensus pick numerous times thus far this season in the contest dp you're on the other side you've got the chefs you've got this as a low selection what went into your process in this game uh well god damn it brett i mean fuck i don't want this on the card uh <laughs> but I you mean, want but you want your pick on the card okay so with, in, in regards to this game right <laughs> I think that, so there's a lot of ways that people at this point in the Super Contest 
um, this week can look to, to move up the leaderboard by making some contrarian plays. I think that by picking Dallas here without Ezekiel Elliott is a contrarian play, but a much less risky contrarian play than many of the other ones on the card. And for that reason, and pretty much that reason alone, um, I'm going to be on the Chiefs because I think that where a lot of people in our position are going to be looking to move up, they're going to be like, oh, this Cowboys team, they don't have Zeke. Everyone's going to be picking the Chiefs who look really good. So I'm going to pick the, the Cowboys. But then I'm thinking, no, I don't want to do that and be lumped in with everyone else in our area. So I'm on the Chiefs. Um, but I, you know, like you said, Rich, I had him lower. I had him as my six pointer. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would personally vote to not have this on the card. And because I do have my veto, maybe I'll use it later on. We'll see. What, uh, you, how many people do you think are thinking like us in the contest? Well, that's, that's the tricky thing about this contest. I, I feel like I've gotten a really good gauge of like DFS and where ownership is going to go. I have no idea what to do with like potential ownership in the super contest after, after what we've seen the last two weeks. Yeah, last two weeks have been totally wonky. Like we've opened up. The I will consensus. say that I, I saw I was browsing Twitter and just using the hashtag super contest last night. And I saw two people are taking the Texans this week, mm. which I mean, just just randomly clicking buttons and finding two people out there in the universe that are now doing that. I feel like I feel like in general, the super contest is getting a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I would say smarter, but maybe trickier is the right, better word. People are trying to find different ways to mix things up, especially now when you have such a large first place prize, you have a ton more teams. So you just got to get wacky in a lot more spots. T-S-F-O-G, too sharp for own good. So then maybe getting wacky for us is just going square. That that might be it. We talked about that briefly in our in our Skype chat about how contrarian in the contest might be square, you know? So instead of being sharp with a dash of square, you go square with a dash of sharp. It everything's upside down. I wish we could just pick winners, man. That it it sucks to be in this position where we have to kind of game the contest and 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 not just try to pick some damn winners. Uh, let's go on to an, another split game, which happens to be Mo's top selection, and I will let him introduce the game himself. Uh. Even though his he selects, I believe, last in the order, there are no conflicts here, so I will let him introduce his pick. What's up, guys? It's the Resident Moose, and I'm here to throw you guys a couple of my takes on the games this week that I really, really love. First of all, my top play this week, it's the Broncos plus five. I think this Eagles team, this is a little bit of a mirage blowout. Uh... They covered, yes, and maybe I'm just a little salty about losing my Niners bet. But really, they struggled with a 49ers D that's really bad. One of the worst in the league. But unfortunately for the Niners, their offense gave it away with a bunch of turnovers. Too many short fields for Philly. Philly's too good of a team to do that. But I don't think that's going to happen this week. I think Denver is going to come out with a really conservative game plan, switching quarterbacks. They know how bad Brock is. They know they have to trust their defense, short passes. And I think they're going to do really well on the other side of the ball. Wentz, I've been driving 
the bus this year. I've been driving the bandwagon, needling these guys in our Skype thread every time they try to hate on Wentz. But his schedule is about to get way, way tougher, and he could be turned back into a pumpkin real soon. Starting this week against this elite Broncos defense, um, you know, I think I just think this defense is gonna keep this game close. It's gonna be a low-scoring battle. Public 76% just piling all in on the Eagles. Absolutely love this stock high, stock low spot. I I just think you've got to jump all over the Broncos here. Okay, and then another game, just in case. Brett takes my top pick. I love the fish getting plus three here against Oakland. I fired up last week my rule of betting on the team that looked the worst the previous week. It came through for me with the Panthers who completely shit the bet against the Bears. And I'm going right back to the well here. I said last week, could any team, has any team looked worse than the Panthers did in that game against the Bears? Well, may have just overlooked the game that was the night before because is there anything worse than losing by 40 to a really mediocre Ravens team? And that's exactly what Miami did. But here, this is just, I just, just it's just a beautiful spot I just can't get over. Um, Getting Devontae Parker back is going to be massive. Coming back off extra rest off the Thursday night game. I just can't believe I'm getting plus three at home here against a really mediocre Raiders team that can't stop anyone and is traveling all the way across the country. I actually think the Dolphins should maybe be favored here. This line was a shocker to me. And... I gotta say, I'm gonna be all over the Dolphins. This all being said, I do have to say, I think there's absolutely no chance in hell the Colts do not cover plus 13. But I'm gonna put that game number three on my list just because I don't know what to do with it and I really like these other games. So I'm just kind of gonna defer to the rest of the collective and let them decide what they want to do with that really weird spot. All right. Shocking to hear from from Mo picking against who he thinks is the greatest quarterback to ever put on a jersey, to ever throw the rock, picking against Wentz, taking the eight and a half with Brock Lobster. Brett, you had the Eagles as your very last pick. Donnie, you had the Eagles as your very last pick as well. You guys know my eagle sentiments, and plus the contrarian nature of this pick. I, I love this eight and a half, but I'll, Brad, I'll go to you first. Too sharp from good? You can't yeah. get behind Denver? I hate Denver, and I love Philly, so I didn't know what the hell to do with this game because obviously you've got a stock low versus a stock high situation here. But yeah, I wanted nothing to do with this. Even I can see why... I, I can see the merit in taking the Broncos here just for the contrarian aspect of it, but I don't think we can win with the Broncos here. Wentz against a defense with a pulse. I can't wait. I can't wait, guys. He's not going to be able to just sit in a clean pocket, whistle diddly-doo, 
and throw to wide open receivers. Zach Ertz, we mentioned yesterday in the DFS pod, Zach Ertz is going to scamper the entire game. He's going to be untouched. But the outside guys, whew, good luck. And I've, I've yet to see Wentz make a contested throw in the pocket to a receiver that's blanketed and get it there. Just I just have yet to see it. So, uh, And nobody, and beyond all that, no, nobody in their right mind is going to select Denver. In this contest, nobody is Ertz limited yesterday with a hamstring. Well, even better, even better. I thought I saw that floating out there in the in the world of the social media. Let's go. I'm not I'm not rooting for injury, but you know, if you feel like this is a slam dunk and you guys want to sit Zach Ertz, I'm all for it. DP, come on, come on. You know this is the right side and the right play at this time. Why did you take the Eagles? I I'm like Brett. I just want nothing to do with this game. I didn't even put notes down. I just stuck this at the bottom of my my card and said whatever these guys decide, have at it. I I can't think about this game right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. I I want everything to do with this game for all the reasons that you stated. For how awkward it makes you feel. For how difficult it seems to predict an outcome in this game. That makes me love it even more because even though. We want sides that people aren't interested in. I'm equally as fascinated by games that are so ambiguous that people are just going to stay away from them. And there's another game like that. That's one of Moe's Lone Wolves that I'm on the other side of and I love just because I think people are going to not want to be involved in the contest. And beyond all that, if you check Pinnacle, this line is down to seven and a half. So it is super contrarian and the line is moving in the correct direction. So I'm, gra- I'm glad that Mo nutted up and put this on the card. Yeah, I'm in. You hooked me. I like it. The third split game is Donnie's second favorite contest. And I like the pick. I-, I picked the other side, but I put it really low for contrarian reasons. But if you're going super contrarian, I understand why you would want to lay seven points with the Saints against the Buccaneers. I picked the Bucks, and I initially had them closer to my top five, but I kept shuffling them down. I, just, I kept saying, people are going to take the seven with Jameis. People are going to take the seven with Jameis. Brett, I see you did the exact same thing. You took the Bucks, but you put them as your second to last pick. Donnie, explain to us your process in taking the Saints here. Yeah, I think that exact thing. I think a lot of people are going to see a seven, a full touchdown uh, against the Saints, who I I don't, you know, the Saints, I mean, Rich, you were talking about how they're the best team in the league a week or two ago. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but the Saints have looked good. Not talking, good. It, not talking, asking the question. No, no, no. Listen, let me, let me, let me bend your words to fit my argument here. Okay. Just, you just stay quiet over there. Okay, Donald. <laughs> so here's the deal. The Saints are, they just have this sort of aura about them that if you, you kind of think that they're just always this halfway good, not really their team, their defense is bad. But if you've actually watched them this year, they don't look that bad. I mean, their offense is pretty good. Uh, you know, they, they have a lot of weapons. Now that they shipped Adrian Peterson out of town, um, you know, the, the running backs seem to be able to kind of do whatever they want. Mark Ingram is that power back, Alvin Kamara. Um, can run the ball also you know he's great out of the backfield so and then you you know you have Drew Brees who's a veteran QB he's got a lot of weapons in that passing game Um, but I I don't think that people watch them on a week in and week out basis so I don't think that they're going to you know just dive in laying a full seven points uh, with the Saints albeit the Saints are always really really good at home 
Um, one of the things that's been, you know, the, one of the pleasant surprises if you're a Saints backer this year is the way that their defense has played this year. I think, um, you know, a lot of people are just going to, like Rich said, they're going to take a full touchdown with Jameis Winston, with the team that was on hard knocks this year, you know, with the team that still gets a lot of hype as, you know, sort of being on the cusp of, of doing good things, even though this year they've looked like total ass. I mean, the, the Buccaneers are not a good team. They have really no idea what they're doing on offense. They kind of just line uh, Mike Evans out on one side, Deshaun Watson out on the other side, and they just go. There's really no Deshaun Jackson. movement in the office, no nothing. So Deshaun Jackson, not Watson. <laughs> Sorry, Deshaun Jackson. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about Deshaun Watson later on. Yeah, um, Watson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, on one side, they, there's no like, there's no moving people around. They just, they just kind of line up and do very, very simple stuff, and that's not going to work in today's NFL. Um, and then on defense, I mean, they just look like a fucking disaster out there. And I don't think there's any way that they're really going to keep with the Saints team. And then when you do have to keep with the Saints team against the Saints defense, who has been getting a lot of turnovers and turning their, those turnovers into points. I mean, Jameis Winston is going to be head scratching all over the field, right? I mean, how is he not? So love the Saints here. Laying a full seven is a lot to swallow. This would have been a, probably a totally different pick for me if it was six and a half or maybe, you know, definitely not as high. Um, but yeah, laying a full seven here, I think that a lot of people are just going to be looking, oh my God, we get Tampa Bay against the Saints. The Saints defense is still bad. Give me the full touchdown. I think that's the mentality a lot of people are going to have. So let's go the other way and take the Saints. I don't think anybody's going to be thinking that. Really? You aren't don't the, think anybody's going to be Saints on the Bucks? a public team, especially in that stadium? Like who was taking the Bucks in that spot? Like the hard knock eight, the hard knocks, that was ages ago. Isn't that narrative dead? I, after last week and the last two weeks in the contest, I feel like the Bucks are going to be a popular pick. Man, I did not, I did not even think that is a possibility because I, I, I figured the majority of super contest selections in this game go to the Saints. Really, I just think the contest is less square than we think, and I think well, that, it might be now, and I think uh, that people are just going to see the seven and think backdoor cover and take Tampa. That's why I put them. I think they're the right side still, but I put them so low because I don't. I'm trying to avoid consensus picks. Yeah, because the defense is back. Defense is healthy. In 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 Mo's absence, I'll go over the the injury report here. Uh, we got Robert McLean and Josh Robinson back, full participants in practice. Uh, Chris Baker uh, is back to being a full participant in practice. The only cornerback that looks like it's going to be out is uh, Brent Grimes. He's been a DNP all week with that shoulder injury, but the linebackers are back. The corners, save for Brent Grimes, are back, and it just seems like the Jameis 350 game, backdoor cover in the Superdome, even though I do love me some Saints defense, so I would not be surprised by a total roll show in their direction. The Even la- though Jameis Winston against the Saints is averaging 225 yards a game. Yeah, that's a hella small sample. Hey, that's all I got to go by. That's true. Last split game. We'll keep it in the NFC South for Falcons-Panthers. Uh, I am on the Falcons plus one, as is Donnie. Brett, that Panthers Super Bowl ticket still burning in his pocket, even though he doesn't have Calvin Benjamin. Has the Panthers in the middle of the pack. Mo had the Panthers in his top five. For me, this was totally team that played the worst last week against team that played one of the best last week. 
I mean, the Panthers absolutely rout the Bucks, and the Falcons look as bad as possible. Despite covering, they look as bad as possible in the Meadowlands. So that's why I deferred to the Falcons. And there's just something about that Kelvin Benjamin trade that how can that sit well in that Carolina locker room? How can shipping that guy out of town when you're competing for the division sit well with that team? I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I hate maybe that's why he was shipped out of town. Maybe, maybe there's there's certainly uh, there's certainly reason for that as well. Um, but I don't know. I just I I'm trying to avoid the team that won by 20 last week. And again, I don't think the uh, the Falcons will be very popular. Brett, you are the Carolina faithful on the podcast. Tell us why you selected scamming them boys. Yeah, I wanted to like this game more, but I feel like my perception of the of what this Panthers team really is might be clouded. I originally had this in my top five, but the line moved to minus two on Pinnacle, and there were several sides I liked this week, so I kept bumping this one down. I don't think Atlanta's good at all. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. Uh, I think they're I think they're bad in a multitude of ways. But if sharp money is coming in on the Falcons, maybe there's something I'm missing here. Oh my God! It's Falcons minus two. I, I didn't even see that movement. The contest is uh, Panthers minus one, correct? Did I screw that up? I have... contest Panthers minus one. Yes. Wow. So I should love the Falcons even more then. <laughs> and this seems like another ambiguous game. Is is anybody going to rush this onto their card? Or is this a game where people are going to stay away? Is anybody really going to form a strong opinion on this game in the contest? I don't think so. I could be wrong, though. DP, you were on Falcons as well. You hate Atlanta. This is a weird pick for you. I, I do I do hate Atlanta, but I also just generally hate the Panthers. I just think that that team is fraud week in and week out. You know, they, they make... They make you look like they're going to win the Super Bowl one week, and then the next week they just totally suck. Um, and and this buys into my theory that I've been saying for a while now that the Panthers just do the opposite of what they did the week before. Week before they won by twenty. Now this week they're just going to throw up a total stinker, and they're even going to do it against a team that can't get anything going, whether it's on defense, whether it's on offense. The, the Falcons just look like a total mess. But for whatever reason, the Panthers are just going to totally blow this, and the Falcons are going to do their one week thing this year where they look like the Falcons of old. So give me the Falcons. Makes sense. So those are the split selections. Let's hop on over to the Lone Wolves. Before we get into the Lone Wolves, I want to remind you that if you tweet using our handle at Gridiron Gamble, the hashtag Donnie's Pizza Party and you link to this episode of the podcast or our iTunes link or some way that your followers can get to the podcast, Donnie will give you a share of his Millie Maker ticket this week. That's right, DP. That is right. 2% shares, up to 25 total shares will be given out. If more than 25 people do this and enter, then we'll just do like some sort of random drawing. Uh, if there's less, then everyone will get a share. Right now, only a handful of people have done it. So if you do it right now, um, until things change, you are guaranteed a 2% share. And we could, guys, we could share in winning a million dollars. One 
million. You know how much fucking dollars. pizza that's gonna buy? So much pizza. Would you would you let me off of my eight pizza debt to you if you won the Millie Maker? I would definitely let yes! you off the eight pizza debt if I won the whatever the hell that contest is called now, the fancy millionaire boy, I don't know. Oh, they fancy re- football millionaire. Rebranded? Yeah. The DraftKings Fantasy Football Millionaire. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's nice and long. Doesn't fit in any sort of social media activity ever. <laughs> Let's roll off Moe's Lone Wolves first. I have zero this week. Moe's got two. And the one that I alluded to earlier, his very last selection, he is inexplicably laying the five points with the Tennessee Titans despite... The news that Flacco is going to play, despite the line movement to three and a half on Pinnacle. Is anybody going to pick the Ravens? What is this guy doing? Yeah. Didn't he love the Ravens two weeks ago against the Vikings? I don't get it. We need to look at, at all of Moe's Ravens picks for the past <laughs> like year and a half because this this is starting to just fucking reek to high heaven. Aren't the Isn't the Ravens defense totally legit? They're awesome. Like they're so, they're so good, and the Titans. I've been down on them throughout the entire Mariota tenure. Uh, the, their outside weapons are super questionable. Their offensive line, which was their calling card last year, much like Oakland, has not performed thus far this season. And I think with the Flacco ambiguity, I know he's playing, but I don't think people are going to rush to get Flacco on their card coming off of that vicious hit in an island game. I just thought that having Baltimore on our card would have been a great spot to get value and be contrarian at the same time, which is like a unicorn in this in this damn thing. So I, I am upset by this. Brett, it Titans sounds are like, soft. Brett, <laughs> Brett, it sounds like you too are upset by this. Yeah, and I don't understand this line at all. Like, this is not normally a spot I would like to side with the Ravens. But that primetime game did give them some extra time to prepare for a team that's coming off a bye. So I don't see this Titans bye week being too much of a factor here. And I think the Ravens just might be a better team. The defense looks awesome. They're number three in team defense DVOA. They rank 12th in overall team efficiency DVOA. And the Titans are 20th. So why is this line five? And it's down to three and a half now on Pinnacle. I capped it at two and a half. I think we're getting some really good line value here. And like you said, nobody's going to pick the Ravens. Of course, I can't say that because I was yeah. way off in the last two weeks. So maybe people will pick the Ravens. I brought up the point a couple weeks ago about having Jermaine Curse and Jeremy Curley on the Jets. And while they're not world beaters, just having professional football players on the field that know what they're doing makes a world of difference. And I feel the same way about Jeremy Macklin, who was injured for... The majority of the first half of the season, he was on the field, he was off the field. There was no consistency there. And in that same vein, there was no consistency at the wide receiver position for Baltimore, who is without Steve Smith this season. Brashad Perryman continues to masquerade as a professional football player. And there was just no semblance of consistency at the position. Now that he's back, I mean, we saw him score on Thursday night. I just think having a pro out there is really going to help an offense that's looked pretty horrendous throughout the season and uh yeah I, I don't love baltimore i don't love their offense but this is a great spot getting five points uh dp you took baltimore as well but low anything to add here yeah i just don't know what to think in terms of 
how people are going to be weighing in on this game. If it's going to be a high or a popular pick in the super contest, if it's not going to be a popular pick in the super contest, I can kind of see it going either way. So that made me knock it down um, because I do think that I sh- we should try and put things on our card this week that people aren't taking. Um, so, you know, where I'm more confident that some of the stuff that I put, you know, towards the top of my card is, uh, you know, are our games that, um, you know, people probably will stay away from or picks that people will stay away from this one. I'm, I'm unsure of, so I'll put it down, but Titans are soft, man. Titans are super, super soft. I think honestly at, at this point, I don't know what people are doing in the super <laughs> contest. So that's kind of why I didn't change my process at all this week. I'm not going to try and guess what people are going to do. I just like the Ravens here in this spot. I love the Ravens in this spot, so that's why I've got them high. I think that this game combined percentages on both sides will be less than 30%. I don't think anybody's going to weigh in too strongly on this contest. And I like the Ravens, so that's why I had it high. And boo Mo for putting it low. Mo's other lone wolf is in his card. Guys, he took the free square. <laughs> He's got the Colts plus 13. At the Texans. Why? Why did he do this? I thought we talked about this. Deshaun Watson tore his ACL in practice yesterday. Horrifying injury. Really brutal for the kid who just came off of a career game at CenturyLink. He had Richard Sherman saying that he's the best quarterback he's ever faced. Now, all of a sudden, he's out of the league, at least for the season. Obviously, this is the right side. (laughs) The line is down to seven on Pinnacle. But the whole contest especially anybody in contention is going to take this free square at 13. So I don't think we can. And uh, not only did you guys take the Texans minus 13, which again, I don't think you guys think is the correct side in air quotes, but we all had it in the top half. I had it on the card. DP did the damn thing. Where do you got it? DP number one, (laughs) With a bullet. I couldn't put this fucking game higher. Let's fucking go. We want to move up the contest. We're going to need the Houston Texans to cover 13 points without their franchise quarterback. Holy shit. (laughs) Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho man Tom Savage is back, baby. I mean, we had to do it. The, The only... The only way we can even take a step forward into being in contention is going 5-0 and this week with Houston on the card. Like, that's the, isn't that the only way? I mean, I would say even that's a stretch. It's certainly, <laughs> the, it's certainly the best way, and I totally get this. But, man, this is, this is going to be a tough one to win. Yeah, like, it's bad. Like, it's, this is bad. Like, ch- children... Don't do this. Don't. No, but it's not that bad. It's it's horrifying. No, no, no. Listen, it's not that. Just tr- guys, trust me. Okay, we just have to look past all the murkiness. We got to just realize that the Colts are a fucking joke. Okay, they might score three points because they're a fucking joke. The Texans okay? might be worse than the Colts. Yeah, the Texans might be worse than the Colts, but you know what? They're gonna rally around everything. Moe's rule of NBA. Rule of the NBA. Guy who- pick the other side who's the lone wolf on the other side this is the ultimate rule of nba your franchise fucking quarterback just tore his acl in practice they're going to rally around everyone for this coming off of the houston astros world series win 
You know, the city is going to come together. That place is going to be fucking buck and they're going to cover. They're going to win this game by 17 points. <laughs> Can we get Springer Dinger at quarterback? Is that a thing? Altuve, where are you at? I don't think Altuve could look over the line, though. <laughs> oh, boy, this is ugly. But it's correct if we want to get back into the contest. This is a necessary evil, I think. I man, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's correct. It's, <laughs> like, I don't know if it's correct. What the hell have we got to lose? We're in like sixteen hundredth place. What I understand, but I, I I understand the spot if we have a chance. Is minus thirteen in the range of outcomes? Can they win this game by thirteen with Tom Savage? How I many just told you they're winning by seventeen? <laughs> oh, gotcha. So it's a hundred percent of the, the range of outcomes. Uh, how many teams that are favored by a touchdown win by 13 or more? That's that basically what it comes down to. But should they be favored by a touchdown with Tom Savage? That I'm not sure. They shouldn't have been minus 13 to begin with. Yeah, I thought that's that line what, was that's crazy. A, that's what fucked us. If they just hung the minus 9.5 or the minus 8, then I think we'd be in contention. Yeah. Brett, remember, you have a, uh, a V-E-T-O. I do. I'm can. not vetoing this out. It's... Uh, this This is too on brand. I can't, it, it, I can't veto this out. <laughs> All right. Two other lone wolves, one apiece from both of you. Brett, you are laying the seven points in the Pacific Northwest with the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Washington racial slurs. Is this simply you being salty about putting Washington on the card last week and us losing? No, I think the Seahawks are really fucking good now. They're back. Rule of Seahawks. The first they part of the season doesn't matter. They didn't look very good last week, though. I don't know. The I didn't. Hawks? I this was this was coin territory for me. Their offense looked up great last week. What was the, what was the defense doing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Deshaun's goat. Maybe he is. RG four. How about that take coming to life? I mean, he is Robert Griffin, treading people and then treading his knee. This is and it's his second ACL tear, just like RG four three. He is RG four. Deshaun Watson. Uh, looking across the board, Donnie, you almost had the slurs on your card. You think Kirk Cousins has enough heart to uh, to maintain even with nobody blocking for him? I mean, that's really the only thing that I would be betting on here. Uh, and that's also why I think that this is a contrarian play because, I mean, the Redskins are decimated by injuries on their offensive line. Who the hell is going to be blocking for him? They got to go on the road in Seattle where Seattle, yeah, it was a close game, but Seattle did put up 41 points last week. I don't think a lot of people are high on the Redskins, so this feels like a great spot to get a little bit weird. We're getting weird this week, so let's go. Give me Kirk Cousins. Give me his heart. Let's roll into Seattle and fight with the Legion of Boom. I put the I put Washington at the bottom, but I would not be surprised by a Seattle roll show here. I, I made this analogy at work the other day, and tell me how appropriate you guys think this is. Aren't the Seahawks the Cavs of the NFL? Like, they can just kind of go about their business and then turn it on when the playoffs come around it seems like they do this every year with this slow start crap and then they turn it up and they turn it to an elite team towards the end of the year yeah it has been the same thing what three years now running at least i don't know i especially with the offensive line play that's the most bizarre thing i i i guess you just need to get five guys together and have them gel a little bit before they can go out and play at all because their offensive line position by position changes so much year over year. And now they finally have some stability bringing in Dwayne Brown to play the left tackle position. DP, your lone wolf, you are taking a dog. You are doing it again. 
Last week, you laid double-digit points with this man, and now you are taking five with him on the road. You've got peanuts for brains again, DP. What are you doing? This is another contrarian pick, although it's super low on my card. Uh, You just got to take the Bengals plus five here. No, you don't have to take the Bengals plus five. It's my two-pointer, okay, so I'm not going crazy with it. But I'm just saying, in a week where we're trying to get weird, you got to do weird shit. Yeah, but you got to pick weird winners. The Texans are my only exception because that is an extreme case. But for the rest of them, I at least picked winners. The Andy Dalton against this Jaguars defense? Listen, I'm hoping and praying that they just give the ball to Joe Mixon, and that's it. <laughs> and Mixon they, looks they, like shit. I mean, yeah, but they can still just give him the fucking ball, okay? Just give him the <laughs> ball and let him run against this team and let Andy Dalton throw the ball 12 friggin' times. They do need to pull the Bortles strategy of never throw the ball. The Doug Marone. <laughs> we hope he never throws the ball. Because this Jag secondary, best in the league, uh, man, Boye and Ramsey have just been phenomenal on the outside. Brett, you've got this on your card, fifth pick. Jacksonville, you're finally a believer. Yeah, how can you not be watching this defense? And they just added Marcel Darius. How are the Bengals going to move the ball in this game with Andy Dalton playing behind the 30th-ranked offensive line in DVOA against the league's most dominant defense. They're just going to chase Andy Dalton down all day. They've had 10 sacks twice already this season. They could hit 10 sacks again, which is insanity. I just, I don't think since he's going to sniff the end zone in this one. I love the Jags. I've loved them since the preseason process, but I stuck them as my one pointer. I think they're going to be one of the most popular picks in the super contest. Yeah, they probably will be. <laughs> The Jags, can you imagine that? Jags minus five, one of the most popular picks in football. That's a thing. 2017, baby. So the Lone Wolves, Moe's got Colts and Titans, Brett's got Hawks, and Donnie has Bengals. Most of the card has already been revealed to you. Brett's got the Cowboys, Moe's got the Broncos, and Donnie has the Texans, as contrarian as you can be. My number one pick... I went ugly. It is, man, looking at the last two weeks, though, it might not be as contrarian as I thought. Looking across the board, it's a consensus pick, so it might not be as contrarian as I thought. But how can this team not be a beautiful pick this week at home? Greatest football team. We got smoking Jay Cutler back. We got no more Jay Ajayi talking shit after every play. We got Kenyon Drake, who's been totally just thrown to the side and not given any opportunities to make any plays. Finally, he's going to have an opportunity to get into this game. Although, now that I say that, it's going to be the Damian Williams 30 touch disaster and the Raiders suck I mean how many I've been saying this for two years straight last year they were just variance monsters and then they got hit by variance with the car injury in the playoffs but this Raiders team has been bad their defense has been horrifying Carr has been league average more often than he's been good 
How are they three-point favorites in Miami? An ugly Miami team that just got blanked by 40 points in an island game. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the plus three. Now tell me, is this going to be a popular pick? It can't be, right? The Dolphins no way. can't be a popular pick in the contest. I don't know, man. I'm worried it is. That's why I had it low. No way can this be a popular pick. Yeah, well, we've said that a lot about a lot of things coming into a lot of weeks this year. When then we see the consensus picks and we're just baffled. It can't be. Although Moe's got it number two, so it could be. <laughs> Colts Moe. Consensus pick, you guys had it low. Brett, I'll go to you first. Smoking Jay. I, what do you I really like this one. I don't know why I had it so low. Uh, we've got a Fence team coming off their most embarrassing loss in a long time. They just traded their, traded their star running back. The white flags are up. Why not buy low? They should be well-rested. They get Devontae Parker back this week against that terrible Raiders defense. We finally get to see my guy, Kenyon Drake. Can he be a thing in the NFL? I think so. I think this defense, despite what we saw last Thursday, is pretty good. So, yeah, I like this pick. DP, come on. You you know <laughs> Dolphins are going to be. Don't die on us, Brett. You know the Dolphins are going to be an, an unpopular pick, and they're the right side. Come on, DP. Get on board. What do you? I'm on board. I picked them. I picked the Dolphins. God, They're I'm on so, the card. What do you want me to do? This is this is veto safe. Okay. Yes. Don't worry about it. I I like this. I would have it higher. Like I said, if I didn't think that this is actually going to be a popular pick, with a home dog getting a full three points against a Raiders team that has been highly questionable, if not just flat out bad all year. I mean the Dolphins. The, the I mean, I, I could see it also not being a popular pick, which I'm hoping for, because the Dolphins have been a fucking total disaster from top to bottom in the entire organization, whether it's on the field, off the field. You got JJ acting like a clown. You got all the, the stuff with Kiko Alonso hitting Joe Flacco. You got Indomitian Sue choking a guy. You got their offensive coordinator or offensive line coach fucking smoking or snorting cocaine and, and banging hookers. Like, everything is just a total mess in Miami. It's a disaster, but hey. Let's roll with the disaster. Miami 31st in total DVOA, 31st on offense. So, Adam Gase, you are not the worst offensive team in the league. That goes to the Cleveland Browns. Nice try, though. Dolphins are a bad team, but this is a good spot against a league average team, maybe even below average team, that should not be road favorites. They should not be giving three points. This is a disaster. So, the card. So far, I put on the Dolphins plus three. Donnie went nuts and put on the Texans minus 13. Brett's got the boys plus one. And Mo has the Broncos plus eight and a half. Let's go to the collective machine. And the collective needs to step the fuck up. Not, it's not go Chargers. They're in a bye this week. I'm pressing, I'm, I'm pressing <laughs> buttons over here. But the collective machine... Really needs to get their shit together. Six weeks in a row, the collective machine has spit out a loser. But I've got faith this week. This pick was the number one pick in our aggregate. Would have been the number one selection on our card if we did the selection process like we did last year. It's another home dog, and I love it. Let's figure out who it is. The collective chooses.
The Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go. Plus two and a half at home against the Detroit Lions. Got to be the right side, right? The question is, how popular will Green Bay be? I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I honestly have no I think that this is a fucking slam dunk pick, but I have no idea how popular it's going to be because I could I'll totally see the Lions being fucking number one in this wacky-ass contest. Everybody had this in their top five except for me, and I think I was most worried about popularity, but, I mean, who's going to click Brett Hundley after he threw for 90 yards? Anybody? Ah. It's this contest. It's, it's totally the right side. Coming off a bye. Lions on a shorter week playing in some, the Sunday night game. Has to be the right side. Yeah, the bye, the bye week was the bye week was the deciding factor for me. It gave Hundley an extra week to prepare for his second start of the season after the first one was a mess. And word is that Hundley was working with Aaron Rodgers, just going over tape, breaking down the offense, how to be more efficient with Hundley's skill set and the scheme they run with him under center. So that's that's going to be big. They can't just rely on Aaron Jones to run for 150 and two touchdowns. Not against this uh, Lions defense, which is one of the better uh, against the run in the league. I think Hundley is good. I think he can do enough to put points on the board in, the, in this game. I was a fan of the kid two weeks ago when I put him on the card. I you know One bad start is not going to change my mind on him. So uh, I like the number a lot here. We got two consensus picks that did not make the card. They would have in the old system. Rams at Giants. We had the Giants plus three and a half as a consensus pick. And we also had the Cardinals at Niners. Niners plus two as a consensus pick. DP, both of those on your card. Love them both. (laughs) Well, absolutely love them both. What are your thoughts? I mean, what, what do you mean when I'm thoughts? The, the fucking 49ers, I mean, that's simple. The Cardinals are without Carson Palmer. They're road favorites. They're 1-6 and six against the Super Contest spread. No, 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 no. I think uh, I, we, we all think they're the right side. But what are your thoughts well, on them not making the card? I mean, it's fine. We, we, we got to do weird shit this week. Indeed. Normally, if we were, like, closer, I would get this fucking stupid Cowboys pick the hell out of there. <laughs> but let's roll with it. You hate the Cowboys. You hate having anything to do with Cowboys contests. I mean, I think the Cowboys are a joke every year. Yeah, that is right. But, I mean, come on. But you personally, you, you have this thing where whenever you have real American dollars or even super contest equity. Oh, I lose always. Yeah, just, Always on the Cowboys. You're on the wrong side. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, we should not be betting on the Cowboys if I'm involved. I'm sorry. It just should not happen. But we are. We're getting plus one. So hopefully they show the F up this week. So the card. It's just a fucking giant reality show over there. <laughs> the card. We've got Cowboys plus one, Broncos plus eight and a half, Texans minus 13, Dolphins plus three, and Packers plus two and a half. Love it. Be sure to get your picks to us for our raffle. You can email us at gridirongamblepodcast at gmail.com. Send them to us via Twitter at gridirongamble. Best of luck in your betting ventures this weekend your fantasy ventures enjoy the football hopefully five and oh let's go texans peace out wait 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 sound the alarm
Sound the alarm. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> as if... As if all of this couldn't get any weirder. It's so fitting that this is happening on this exact <laughs> podcast. Okay. So, while we were doing, to be totally transparent, we did the outro, the music ended, and I was about to get dressed and go to work. And then a tweet came across Donnie's timeline from Ian Rappaport. What did it say, DP? Uh, it said that the whatever court has granted a stay to Ezekiel Elliott and that he will play Sunday. Okay. And it's now being confirmed by Adam Schefter. Daniel Wallach's got it. I mean, everyone out there is, is saying that Zeke is playing Sunday. Okay. So then we can't take Cowboys plus one. I mean, everyone's going to have the Cowboys plus one. This is what is it? It's going to be the what's the real line? Cowboys minus two and a half, minus three. It'll get close to a field goal. Yeah, it's just going to shoot up. I mean, we just can't have this on the card. So what are you going to do? I do not I'm have fucking a veto. vetoing. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Take it. Take your. Take a second. Gather yourself. This is all happening in real time. And give us what game you're going to put on. Are you just going to take the highest game, or are you going to shuffle around? What are you going to do here? Um, well, what were the scores for the Giants and the 49ers? Okay, so in the aggregate, this these were the most popular picks. The Packers, the Dolphins, the Niners, the Giants, and the Eagles. Three of those teams are already on the card. Your highest pick that is currently not on the card is the Saints minus seven. You could also go full leverage here and pick Kansas City. I could go full leverage and pick Kansas City here. You know what? Let's let's do this responsibly, right? Okay. Let's have you think. And at uh, noon Eastern, noon Eastern. So for all, all of those those of you who download this, well, let's call it 1 p.m. Eastern. All of you who download this early and listen to it early, you guys will know what's coming. You'll anticipate it, and we'll tweet out the pick. How about that? That works. That way people can go check us out on social media. That's right, at Gridiron Gamble. So the Cowboys are getting vetoed out, but we don't know who's going in. So let me play the outro again. The suspense is killing me. <laughs> we got four games. We need a fifth. 